Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig with details. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that discovers something new about history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're looking at the creation of a European instrument that wasn't widely embraced until it revolutionized the American music scene almost a century later. The day was June 28, 1846. Belgian musician and inventor Adolf Sax secured the patent for a brand new instrument, the saxophone. That actually makes the saxophone quite unique, as the majority of musical instruments can't be traced back to a single individual. As its name implies, though, the saxophone was the work of just one person. Antoine Joseph Adolphe Saxe was born on November 6, 1814, in the city of Dinan in present-day Belgium. His early life was defined by a series of bizarre mishaps in which the accident-prone child almost lost his life on multiple occasions. This included being hit on the head by a cobblestone, swallowing a needle, falling down a flight of stairs, almost drowning in a river, almost suffocating from varnish fumes, falling onto a hot frying pan, and accidentally drinking acid, which he had mistaken for milk. Sax was the subject of so many calamities that his neighbors took to calling him the ghost. His parents, Charles and Marie, were worried he might not make it to adulthood. 
They endeavored to make the most of whatever time they had with their son by sharing their own interests and passions with him. Both of them were instrument designers who had worked together on many notable improvements to the French horn. Sachs took up the family business at an early age, designing and crafting two flutes and a clarinet by the age of 15. He later studied both of those instruments, as well as singing, at the Royal Conservatory of Brussels. In 1838, Sachs received his first patent for a new design of the bass clarinet. Four years later, he moved to Paris and switched his focus to creating entirely new instruments rather than just making improvements to ones that already existed. His first invention was an instrument called the sax horn, a type of bugle that became a staple of military bands and later inspired what we now know as the flugelhorn. Sax's next idea was to craft an instrument that straddled the line between woodwind and brass. He wanted something that was relatively easy to play, like his trusty clarinet, but with the rich sound and volume of a brass instrument, like a French horn or trumpet. Sachs spent several years developing the initial design in his Paris workshop. His earliest prototypes were crafted from wood, but he quickly switched to brass instead. The saxophone is still classified as a woodwind today, because its sound is produced with its wooden single reed, instead of with a metal, cup-shaped mouthpiece like those found on brass instruments. In 1846, the inventor filed 14 different patents for the saxophone. The designs varied in size and tonal range, but they all shared the same defining features. From the Woodwind family, the saxophone borrowed its single reed and large, easy-to-finger keys. From the brass family, it inherited its familiar curved metal body and the music-amplifying bell at its tip. Four of Sax's original designs were quickly adopted by military bands in both France and England. These were what's known as the SATB Quartet of Saxophones. That's soprano, alto, tenor, and baritone. The success of the instrument landed Sachs a job teaching a new saxophone course at the illustrious Paris Conservatory. In 1866, Sachs' 20-year patent expired, and other manufacturers began selling their own modified designs. Sachs spent decades in court trying to win back control of his creation and beat back his competitors. The costly legal battles never went his way, though, and Sachs wound up declaring bankruptcy three times. He died in Paris, completely broke, in 1894. A few years earlier, in 1888, an instrument maker in Indiana became the first to produce saxophones in the United States. Just like in Europe, the American military was the primary customer in those early days. However, by the early 1900s, the saxophone became a standard feature of vaudeville acts and ragtime bands across the country paving the way for its future use in dance music and jazz. The instrument finally got the widespread recognition it deserved in the early 1920s. That's when jazz pioneers like New Orleans clarinet player Sidney Bechet realized the saxophone's full potential. Bechet was often drowned out by his bandmates' louder instruments, so he tried out a soprano saxophone and was blown away by the results. Other players in the jazz world took notice as well, and pretty soon the instrument became synonymous with the growing genre. 
It was later incorporated into pop and rock and roll music as well, including by artists like Bill Withers, The Rolling Stones, Billy Joel, and Pink Floyd. Ironically, and snobbishly, those connections to popular music led many in the world of classical music to dismiss the saxophone as a gaudy, low-brow instrument. As a result, it doesn't feature very often in orchestras. That's a shame, too, as the instrument offers a distinct sound compared to many staples of the orchestra. Classical concertgoers may be missing out then, but for those of us willing to slum it with jazz, pop, and rock, Adolf Sax's greatest invention will always have a place on the stage. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about music history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to me directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.